Senoras y senores, what is going on? Welcome everyone to today's edition of Union Match Preview as we're looking ahead at this upcoming Saturday afternoon's Philadelphia Union matchup as they are traveling down to Charlotte Bank of America Stadium to face off against Charlotte FC. We all remember what happened earlier on this season with the Union 1-2-0 on that, on that cold night uh, early in the in the spring here. And for the Union, listen, back at it, right? International break is over. We got two matches left. Two of these bad boys before the end of the season. And for the Union, these last two are very important because you still have Supporter Shield up for grabs here. And an opportunity for another trophy you cannot deny. But you also have to play a little conservative soccer here because the last thing you want is to have any lingering injuries, anything that could hurt your chances of winning the trophy that we really want. And that is the MLS Cup. So we're going to break down this match. We're going to talk everything else that you guys want. I want to welcome you guys into Union Match Preview. Again, I'm your boy, Ed Barasoto Philly, the United of All Things Sports and Culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. Real quick, I want to welcome everyone. We got Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, DSM Media, all checking on in. What is going on, everybody? Hope everyone is having a fantastic football or football Friday, that whatever you guys want to call it. It's uh, it, I'm ready for the weekend, guys. I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. Union going up against Charlotte. We got Dougie P coming back into Philadelphia to face off against the Birds. What else could you ask for here in Philadelphia? It's going to be a fun, fun weekend for sure. All right, so right now, guys, we have both YouTube and TikTok sections open. So if you are a fan of the Philadelphia Union, Charlotte FC, MLS, soccer, Premier League, whatever it is, Drop your comments, questions, and concerns in both of those comment sections, and we will answer them, and we will respond to them as the live goes on. Now, a little bit of extra plus, a little perk here. If you want to be a part of the show, I always I always welcome it. I always recommend it. I have the link right now in the comment section here on YouTube. You guys just got to copy-paste that bad boy. Come and hang out backstage, and we'll get some of you guys coming in here as this live goes on. So definitely come on in, guys. Let's hang out. And a quick reminder that today's Unimatch preview is sponsored by La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelo Philly, you will receive yourself 10%. Again, I will say 10% off of your purchase of a lots of watch guys it's that time of season it is sweater weather weather sweater weather it is sweater weather so why not match that beautiful sweat sweater that you got going on with a brand new stinking watch so ladies and gentlemen make sure you guys check that out and take advantage of that awesome awesome deal all right, guys, um, a reminder right now, guys, if you are looking for the Phillies series recap, we broke down that Cub series. We vented a little bit. That is up right now on my YouTube channel. Definitely check that out for all my Phillies fans. We got Bearded Knowledge checking on in. What's happening, brother? Make sure you guys check, in, check out Trending in the AM, our DSM Media Morning Show. I was on on Wednesday morning. Had a great time with Phil and J and Jason as we discussed the Birds versus the Jags. We discussed the Philadelphia Flyers. We discussed the Phillies imploding. It was a lot of fun. So make sure you guys check out Trending in the AM. What's up, TikTok? Keep smashing that screen away. Let's get some more soccer fans in the building. Keep tap, tap, tap away. We got Divine Lante. What's up, my brother? How you feeling? It's been a while on TikTok Live. That is for sure. It's good to be back. I think we, the last time we were on was last Friday for the Sixers talk, last live talk. So that was great. I'm happy to be back. If you got any questions about tomorrow's match, keep dropping in the comment section. 
I'll be reading those. But what's going on, guys? Keep tapping that screen away. Appreciate you guys checking on in. Uh, uh, thank you so much for coming in, the accountant. But you got to go cut. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Uh, anyways, all right, let's uh, let's get to the first topic, guys. Real quick, I just want to say it's good to be back. International break, it is always fun, but you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking to myself, when are we going to get back to MLS soccer? When are we going to get back to the union? Right? That's that's what I'm excited for. But I got to thoroughly enjoy this international break because I got to finally watch my selección de Colombia. Got to see Colombia face off against Guatemala in North Jersey on last Saturday. It was an absolute freaking blast. I I love taking those trips now, and I've finally been able to convince my girlfriend to uh, let's take trips, babe. Let's take trips around the country, around the world, and let's implement a little bit of sports into it as well. So obviously, I'm heading down to Arizona this this upcoming weekend for the birds. So being able to check out Arizona, check out the trail or all the great hiking areas, and on top of that, being able to watch my Eagles on Sunday, hanging out with all my favorite Eagles fans. So I'm excited for that one for sure. And Saturday was was a boatload of fun. Columbia won four to one, an absolute dominating performance. Um, I don't think there was MLS talent out there. Guido Hernandez, for whatever reason, I think now that he is officially a member of uh, the Columbus crew, you believe? I mean, Columbia still has this thing toward um, MLS players. They don't like their, their international players going over to the United States and playing. It's always been like that. Actually, the Union got bit by that before. If anyone remembers Carlo Valdez, center back from the early 2010s, he was trying to, you know, I mean, obviously he wants to play for the, the national team. And unfortunately, he had to keep getting sent on loan back to Colombia because of the federation and their just dumb ideology. And that's the reason why we are where we are at today. Um, but it doesn't seem like um, Guatemala had much of MLS talent at all. Um, they do have a Norwegian Guatemalteco, which is very interesting. Their goalkeeper, 6'4", dude was a beast. Uh, to say the least, they played hard. They gave it their all, um, gave some good, good effort. But at the end of the day, Colombia was way too much. They started their main 11 as well with Cuadrado, Rodriguez, and Falcao in the lineup. Cucho Hernandez for, or, I'm sorry, um, uh, Lucho Hernandez. I'm, I'm sorry, Lucho Diaz. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing all these up. Lucho Diaz, uh, for all my Liverpool people, he did get to start. Uh, my, my, uh, you'll never walk alone's out there. Um, and he, he looked, he looked all right. He looked all right. It was weird because him and James were switching back and forth between the wing and, and the, and the central attacking midfielder, which is very weird to see, but it is time for it's time for Colombia to turn the page on guys like Falcao, guys like James, guys like Cuadrao. Like it's time, guys. It it, it really is, and uh, it sucks to say, but it's 2022, and I'm still seeing a majority of the lineup from the 2014 World Cup. That's when you know it's time to to move on, right? So it was it was always a lot of fun, but great to see, and it was always great to, as always great to see uh, the Philadelphia. The, the both the national teams of Colombia and Guatemala, Guatemala selling out Red Bull because we all know that the New York Red Bull cannot do that. So kudos to us. <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. All right, let's uh let's real quick. I want to thank the Philadelphia Union. Um, yesterday, if you guys didn't see, uh, we were invited to the media fantasy camp. I uh, had a Dude, it was a lot of freaking fun, guys. So a lot of the media members were invited out there. We had Fox 29 out there. We had CBS 3. We had 97.5 The Fanatic. Um, we had uh, a brotherly game representing as well. Um, and some like of these these independent social media groups. Water Ice was there. You also had um, 
Uh, no Shorts was there as well. No Shorts USA was there as well. So it was, it was a lot of fun just interacting with different content creators and then just being able to see stuff behind the scenes. So, you know, you show up, you're in the tunnel where the players kind of come out. You're kind of hanging out, waiting for, you know, things to kind of happen. You're seeing everyone. The Philly sports guy was there as well. It's good seeing my, my brother out there. Um, so you're just kind of hanging out, you know, just getting to meet, new, meet some new people. And then they kind of brought us to the locker rooms. Uh, I was cool being able to sit in the locker room. I actually got to sit in Joe Bendix locker. So that was pretty cool sitting in Bendix locker. Um, but, you know, sitting next to my boy Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad. Crossing Broad was there as well. Uh, and it was it was really cool. Jim kind of, you know, just gave us a little bit of the insight of just how the club kind of works, the pillars, what they believe, the plan of the club. Um, we talked about the whole youth academy system and how that's been able to flourish and how we're able to build a club that way. Kind of a little bit of the tactics. He, Jim kind of broke down the issues that the union had early on in the season when it came to scoring and how they were able to fix it to where you're seeing now. These six nothing games, the seven one games, all this crazy scoring that they've been able to do. Uh, we, I met their analytic guy. You know, it's crazy. I actually got to meet an analytic guy, someone who hates analytic and sports. But you know, it's it's cool because you know we kind of talked about it this morning during Philly series recap. Analytics is still important with sports, and I think it's it's a great perspective on how to look at sports, and it's definitely been able to help. I mean, they made a whole movie on it, right? But it, you need to be able to still have the human feel for it. And that's why I get so annoyed with the Phillies. But Jim understands, and the union understand that analytics are a part of the game. It cannot be everything, but it can be a part of it. And obviously, the union have been flourishing like this. And so it, it's definitely been working. But, you know, we got to learn everything about the club. And then we got to... Do a little work. I'll do a little warm ups. Got to got got to stretch out the hammies. Got the roller foam rollers on. You know, just doing some things to kind of you know activate the muscles. Right. We go out to this to the pitch. It was freaking awesome. I'm I'm ready because like I'm ready to go out there. I, I love I love the I, I love being out in the soccer field. I suck at it, but I love being out there. I love trying to get a little bit better every time. I need to play more soccer. That's just the that's just the reality of it. As someone who grew up playing football, American football, for any of my British people out there. Um, I have heavy feet. I was a defense and offensive lineman and anyone who's played any of those positions know your heavy feet are very, very important. So now when I play sports, it kind of screws me up because now I have these two heavy feet and I need to be nimble on my feet. And especially in a sport like soccer, it's not helping balls whatsoever. So, um, bear myself a little bit, but I think everyone at the end of the day had a lot of fun. Got to meet, you know, Pat Gallen was out there. Um, LA Shore Parks was out there for all my Eagles fans. Uh, yeah, you, you had uh, John, not John Kincaid. You had the Kincaid show was representing. You had Pat Egan there. Um, we also had Tyler Zuli, Devon Givens was out there. Uh, it was a lot of freaking fun. It was really cool to kind of chop it off with a bunch of different Philly sports people. So got a jersey out of it. Got a cool little jersey out of it. Some shorts too. Some swag. Got a water bottle. Got some socks. So really cool. And I really want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to the Philadelphia Union. After I post everything on Twitter, one of my buddies who covers Club America. Um, kind of, you know, just put the, the comment out there that like, listen, you know, I really, this is really cool, but I wish America would do stuff like this. And, and I, and we are really blessed. The union do actually do their due diligence, trying to reach out to not only the fans, but to the media, because they understand the importance and the cornerstones of this club. And that is the fans. And that is the media and being able to take care of your own. That's what they always do. As they always say, they build from within. And so they being able to take care of the people that support them from within it is really important, and, and you can clear it. So it's like a family atmosphere down there in Super Park, and that's why I, I, I 
I vouch for this club so hard because it's Philadelphia as it is, man. I mean, you got Jim up here talking about Cardinal Dockery, right? <laughs> and just talking about the Sixers and the Eagles and the Phillies. And he's just a real Philly guy, graduated from Villanova, right? Represented Philadelphia. And who knows? Maybe Jim will be representing Philadelphia on a grand stage. Maybe the next coach of the USMNT. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, anything could happen. Anything could happen, right? So kudos to them. Awesome stuff. What's up, Beth? How you doing, girl? I'm doing great. You know me. I'm out here living. But you come in here. What's happening? What's happening? All right, real quick before we get into this preview, I want to just talk about um, the MLS last, uh, I think, two days ago. Came out with their um, year-end award nominees. Um, so I'm just going to rattle off some of the uh, nominees for our team. Andre Blake is up for uh, MLS MVP. The Landon Donovan, I'm sorry, the Landon Donovan MLS MVP. Let's not let's not disrespect the goat himself, Landon Donovan. And Andre obviously is also up for the All State Goalkeeper of the Year. Uh, Julian Carranza is up for Comeback Player of the Year. Leon Flock is up for Young Player of the Year. It's great to see. And also Julian Carranza definitely deserves Comeback Player of the Year. I don't know how he doesn't win this one. Each definitely should, considering the fact that he was a cast off in Miami to being one of the best strikers in the MLS this season. Daniel Gazdak, Landon Donovan, MLS MVP uh, candidate. Jakob Glezis, Defender of the Year. Jack McGlynn, also up for Young Player of the Year. Kai Wagner, up for Defender of the Year. Michael Oa is up for Newcomer of the Year, which I don't think he'll win. Jim Curtin, up for the Shiggy, the Siggy, Shiggy Smith, I'm sorry, MLS Coach of the Year, which I think will be tough for him to win, but we'll see. But listen, couple things right obviously no surprise that blake and and uh and uh Gazdak are in the mvp conversation don't think any of them will win uh, but i think that that is valid the one thing i will say the defender of the years where i do have a problem look kai wagner is a big part of that back line and what we do right but i think even a year like this year where wagner's counted for so many goals he's been more of a threat in the attack than he has been in defense and Jack Elliott is part of the best center back duo in the MLS. For him not to get a nod, not to get a nominee for Defender of the Year is an absolute joke. I just, I, I flat out just don't don't understand that. I, I just flat out do not understand that. Um, I think um, Sebastian Drusi will win Newcomer of the Year, but Michael Uwa, look, I, I, I've said this before. I don't think Uwa has demonstrated his full capa capabilities this season, which is not a bad thing because he's done a lot for us still. But I think that Uwa has a capability of just taking over the league. Kind of like what Drusi is doing this year, Raul Rudiez has done years prior, what Yosa Martinez has done before. I do think that's what Uwa can be, but it's going to take some time, guys. And he's still been, he's been big for us this year, helping produce a lot of goals as well. Um, but it should be a lot of fun. It's cool to see Leon Flock. I will say that it's cool to see Leon Flock getting getting a nod for Young Player of the Year because look, that's someone I've I've been critical of. Uh, I just want to I've always wanted to just see him do more on the attack, especially. And I think that um, it's it's been a lot of fun watching him. And I think that um, Carranza definitely deserves uh, Player of the Year. So or newcomer of the year or sorry, comeback player of the year. I'm just butchering all these, but those are the list of guys. Um, I'm curious who 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 we have here also. And the MLS coach of the year. That Wilfer Nancy, I think, deserves a nod there, considering where Montreal has kind of been. If you guys remember, beginning of last year, Montreal find out that Terry Henry is leaving just right off right before the season. 
And then Will Nancy, who's been with the system in Montreal for a while, gets put in as a, as a head coach, just like that. And for them in the second year to be an Eastern Conference, uh, that's huge. So I, I, in my opinion, Jim is, listen, Jim is the one, if not the best coach in, in the MLS right now, right? But Will Nancy definitely deserves his kudos um, and his accolades because he's definitely been a big part of what they are trying to do. Um, who do you think will get young player of the year? Uh, I do think that Jack has a good chance at getting it. Um, I mean, the boy, the man, or I, yeah, let's just, let's give him his respect. I think the man, um, has done his fair share of due diligence this year. And listen, the amount of assists that he's been able to, uh, to get, it's, it's been truly remarkable. And I think that he could definitely be a favorite. Let me see here. Uh, no, this one was this article created. Ah, that's why June 30th. I need the, need the most recent one there, please. I'm trying to get all of the, uh, it's okay. Here we go. I probably should have pulled up the MLS article here. All right. So this one's from, from yesterday. All right, here we go. Oof. That's a lot of candidates. Holy shiznai. Defender of the year. Goalkeeper of the year. Yeah, I don't know what... The, this is a lot of nominees. I don't know why they just narrow this down. All right, we got Thiago Almada, Efrain Alvarez, uh, Cesar Araujo, Julian Araujo, David Ayala, Ben Bender, LOL, Dylan Borrero, uh, Brenner, Noel Buck, Diber Casedo, Leonardo Capagna, Christian Caceres, uh, Roman uh, Celentano, Kate Cal, Bryce Duke, Cam Duke, Johan Duran, Chris Durkin, Jesus Ferreira, Leon Flock, um, Bonkulu, I'm not even going to pronounce that, <laughs> from Minnesota, Jackson Hopkins, Benji Kiknovich, uh, Ismael Kone, Danny Leava, Diego Luna, I forgot about Diego Luna on the MLS, Talos Magno, Jack McGlynn, Santiago Moreno, Aiden Morris, Jaden Nelson, um, Heisel Orozco, Daniel Pereira, John Polskamp, Santiago Rodriguez, Will Sands, uh, they put Gaga in here from Chicago, Tossi Thompson, John Tolkien, Facundo Torres, ya, uh, Don Tomo Yaya Torre, not the one you guys are thinking of, Thor Olferson, Alan Velasco, Pedro Vete, Caleb Wiley, Owen Wolf, and Darren Yappy. I'll be honest with you guys. I think that this award is going to come down to Jesus Ferreira, and it'll come down to um, F, uh, Thiago Almada. I think that Jesus Fredo will, at the end of the day, he will ball out for Dallas this season. And I think that that is who's going to win um, this year's Young Player of the Year award. I don't think they will. You need to do, but I don't think they will. What do you mean they won't play? Oh, you're talking. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. We're, we're about to get there. We're about to get there. All right, um, let's get to the preview. I do see that we got some people backstage. So let's get to the preview real quick, and then we'll get to some uh, people back in here, so we can get to we can get to some people backstage here. But look, so here's the thing. But like Uni Dupe was kind of alluding to, the one thing we have to keep in mind is there are some natural causes going on right now. Mother Nature is, can be in effect on tomorrow. Right now, as we all know, Hurricane Ian is running ramp, rampant down south. Um, Puerto Rico's got some serious damage, and I think, believe right now it's in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, from my, my from my understanding, match time tomorrow at 5:30, it will be clear skies. Um, there will be rain. The rain will already have passed. 
Um, so we could be seeing some clear atmosphere here for this match. But it's obviously things can change. We just have to keep an eye out for it. But if this turns out to be a mucky, ugly game where you got rain pours and obviously you're playing in an NFL stadium, which sucks for soccer, where you're going to play in this stupid turf. And so it could be an effect. It could honestly be a little bit of effect. You're more than likely going to try to uh, use the aerial ball a little bit more. Um, the ground ball could get a little could get a little tricky. Might have some ball squaring through, and that's how you get some easy opportunities for opposing teams. So we'll see how the union kind of handle this. Now, last time we faced off against these boys, it was a while ago. It was, I believe, the third match of the season, April 2nd. Uh, it was a chilly night at Subaru Park, and the Union were able to beat the Charlotte uh, FC, who at that point was like the third match of their their MLS career or MLS existence, and they won 2 nothing. I will give I will give Charlotte credit where it's due. This is a club that has gone through their fair share of adversity. Uh, obviously, we saw, you know, they go... They, they literally fire their manager, the first manager within months of having the job. Uh, and they had, they obviously, you know, they've been able to survive that had some great attendance uh, are still knocking on the door for the playoffs. It's really going to be tough for them to knock themselves into the playoffs, but regardless what they have been able to do in year one is truly remarkable fighting the adversity and still finding a way to fight for a playoff spot in year one. But I do think that they are building something special. I think the atmosphere down there is pretty remarkable. You know, obviously a middle of the pack MLS club, and yet Charlotte is still showing out and giving a lot of love to Charlotte FC. And you absolutely love to see that for sure. Um, not not many major injuries. Uh, one to keep an eye out for uh, Ali Bedoya. I don't believe he will play. Um, he's still handling a, a, an injury that he set and uh, he got before the Atlanta match. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That's something definitely. So if that def, if he doesn't play, obviously you're probably looking at a midfield of Flock at the left, Martinez at the six, with Jack McGlynn at the right, and of course Daniel Gazek at the tip of the diamond. Uh, so I think that that won't much won't change much. But I, I, overall, when I think of the play here, you know, barring any injury, and that's the thing that the uns, the uncertainty of what are the uh, what is going, what are we going to play, in as far as weather goes. It, it, it is a little bit of a toss-up in the air. But I think that, you know, the way you kind of beat them last time could be a way you, you beat them this time. We'll see how they kind of handle it. But the Union did a really good job of stretching this back, the back line, um, whether it be on a low block, on a quick counterattack, or whether it be using the aerial ball. You know, the first goal, you got Kai Wagner with the beautiful long pass, Sergio Santos, and crossing into Julian Carranza. But being able to use their speed, it's something that the Union can absolutely use. You know, Charlotte has an okay defense. Uh, I would say maybe a little bit below average. Um, and so the union should be able to take advantage of that. You know, they, they, they fight hard and they play well as a unit, but clearly they are still missing some pieces. You know, you had a couple matches this year where Jordi Reina was, was balling out for them. Uh, obviously, Car uh, Carol Schroederski their main real attacking threat. And we were able to shut him down in that first matchup. And that's going to be on El Brujo and a mixture of the, the two center backs to kind of shut him down and slow him down for sure. And they, they did a good job last time. I fully expect them to do the same thing in this matchup here as well um, against them. They also still have uh, Shinyashki, the former rookie of the year, who actually stole that from Brandon Aronson, if you guys remember. I'm still bitter about that, all right? Brandon's out here balling out leads, and I'm still bitter about the rookie of the year or, or the young newcomer of the year, whatever it was, in 2019. But regardless, he's now with Charlotte. 
Uh, he's still he, he, he's he's somewhat of a of a scoring threat for them, but Schwedersky really takes the hold of it. But um, I I really do think that if the Union play to the style and the way we know that they can play, I just don't see how we lose this match. I am curious to see what the mindset will be. You know, considering the weather conditions, considering you're going to be on the road, and considering you listen, we all want supporter shield. Right, but you still need the priorities. The priority at the moment is being fully fit for the playoffs. I still think that you should go hard for these last two matches because remember we had that bye week, and remember what that bye week means. It means like 20 days of being away from the pitch. That could always screw up your psyche. We've seen that before. But um you want to be safe as well. And I don't we don't want to suffer further injury. That's why I do I do believe that Ali will sit in this match to make sure that he's one hundred percent. And he's going to be fine. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, he's a professional. He will be okay when it comes time. But, you know, Charlotte didn't get to face off against this version of the attack. You know, back in, in, in April, that attack was still trying to find and figure themselves out. Now that these guys have figured themselves out, really curious to see how the union handled it. Cause in Atlanta before the break, it did feel like we were playing for the point. And will the union take that same mentality against Charlotte being away? And considering the, the conditions, you for the point. I understand LAFC are right there with you for uh, for the supporter field, but we'll see how the union handle this. It should be fun. Um, but this is a must win for us to keep up with in the shield race. Yeah, listen, <clears throat> like I mentioned, you do. It, it definitely is. You know, if you get the win, it puts you in a better spot. Um, it's going to take two weeks, two matches here. Obviously, LAFC have Portland on Sunday, so we'll have to wait and see how. LAFC handle Portland and what goes on in that match. Uh, but listen, you fight as best as you can to get the shield, but you still got to be safe. You got to be smart about this. The cup is more important than the shield. Obviously, if it's in your grasp, you go for it. That's 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 obvious. All right, let's start going backstage and start bringing some of you guys on here. And a reminder, if you guys want to come on in, I would love to hear from you guys. Link is in the comments section. Copy and paste that bad boy. Come on in. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go backstage. Let's bring on our guy, Don Rafael. What's going on? Welcome to Union Match Preview. How you feeling? Hey, buddy? I'm very good right here. So, well, I'm stuck right here at home because right now the Hurricane Ian is coming out to the South Carolina and the North Carolina. Thank God I'm thank God I'm stuck in home because right now there is a storm coming out. And well, there's a lot of things about it because this weekend is ahead to the Ahead to the storm right here. There's going to be a lot of difficult right here. So, talking about the Cholo Football Club, which is the last game, the, the last home opener right here on Charlotte MVF Club. Right now, right now has a record of 2 0, which is between the Philadelphia Union. But right now, Anderson Nesky has four goals for Charlotte, and McKenzie Gaines has one goal and three assists over the past 10 games. But right now, during the injury report, the following Charlotte players are hard and not expected to play against Philadelphia against Philadelphia Union is John Sokomowski, Christian Fudge, Vinicius Melo, Adam Adam Almore, Guzman Corrujo, and of course, McKenzie Gaines. So this is going to be the final weekend of the whole match of the Charlotte Football Club and between... The teams are screwed up because the unit just won the last meeting, which is on April 2nd. But it was Julian Carrasco who helped the lead for the Philadelphia Union to victory on Charlotte Football Club. And 
also they had another goal from Daniel Gatsack, which is very important. But right now, the Charlotte Fulaclay is just starting as well as a team for the first year. It's mm -hmm. like a horror right here, but I just need that everybody else. But he's hitting enough for the ranks number 11, and the Philadelphia Union is half for the first position right here. But also, there is like the interim coach right here, which is... Christian Latenazo, which is a source for the observer because he's currently in negotiations to bring Latenazo back because Latenazo inherited the role of the interim coach after the first head coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez, was fired at the end of May because they had a loss in streak. But also, they had an amazing, but also there was an injury report right here. And I just saw, well, about the reactions about the Hurricane Ian right here and, of course, Bank of America. But right now, so far, the game is going to be cloudy against Philadelphia Union. It's going to be the last game at home. But I'm not really sure about it because if they keep the stars right here, it's going to be, like, suspended or move in another move in another day right here. So, Absolutely. Uh, Rafael, how, how have you been able to survive the hurricane here? Yeah, I got to survive right here. I guess I got food, I got water, I got, well, I don't have much internet, but I got something to survive right here, but Good. I'm getting prepared for this, yes. Absolutely. Well, first off, we're happy you're safe, man. That, that for sure, man. Please stay safe out there, but All right. it should be fun. It should be It should be fun tomorrow. So, obviously, yeah. look, for Charlotte, a little bit of desperation mode, because you guys, listen, you still have a chance for the playoffs. You're four yes. points uh, behind Miami right now for that final spot. Yeah. Uh, in the playoffs, do you feel like Charlotte can get this done? Obviously, it starts tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be a slow start because at first we just because at first we just see it like a slow start right here, and when it comes to the problems for the head coach and of course the interior right here, so it's kind of like because the first year is gonna be really tough, but right, right. now let's get it started. But right now, the interior coach is having a negotiation for the distension right here. Also, there is a lot of rumors that are going to be exchanged for players right here. So I'm not really how this is going to make light because at first it was reported right here because after the firing of Miguel Angel Ramirez, right now mm -hmm. they had a Christian Lachancio, which is the interim head coach. But it seems that the directive and, of course, the gerency of the Charlotte Football Club has been like... Just like it'll be on like nightmare because right now at the first year is gonna be season right here, but it holds to have the kid mention again at the face looms. But not only about that, because we had we have broke the MLS record at a home opening right near the March against well against LC Galaxy and he defended the Premier League over Chelsea right here, but they had twelve wins, seventeen losers, and two draws, had the host top team. But what is the biggest reason about the hype of the Saturday? It could be eliminated for the Major League Soccer postseason and commission the two ways. Yeah. With the loss of Inter-Miami win over Toronto FC, or with the loss of Columbus Crew and win over New York Red Bulls. So that team is one of the tail patches right here, and we like it this final three to squeeze into the, into the postseason right here. But he told the reporters the group is totally healthy and everybody trains really well. And because it's like a spectacular right here, and he hopes as a channel at his first match fan February, it might be the most important game so far in the club history in one year. Yeah, man. It should be a lot of fun. Don yeah. Rafael, it's always a pleasure as always. Please be safe down there already. All right. Salute to you, El Parcero Philly. Of course, El Capitan Rafucha is always supporting you and much love and respect. I appreciate it. And I'll keep safe. So let's go. Gracias, hermano. Hablamos. Gracias.
See you later. Don Rafael checking on in. Always appreciate him coming in and give us the Charlotte perspective. Look, Charlotte's going to be in desperation mode. Like he told you, if we if they lose, then the season is done for them. Um, so we'll see what happens. I have a 2-1 victory for the Philadelphia, and I think they get the job done. Um, I, I do think that we will eliminate Charlotte. I just feel like the Union are going to play a conservative style of soccer. They're going to try to get the three points. Could see Union getting early goal, Charlotte coming back, the Union getting one early in the second half, and then just playing keep away a little park of the bus. And I think the Union will take care of business and will get the job done. Coming back home, two to one to set up a nice night, October 9th uh, against uh, Toronto FC. Having all the Edsuti fans cry will be a lot of freaking fun, and I cannot wait for it. But uh, guys, I do need to get back to work, but I appreciate everyone coming on in for this Union Match Preview. We're going to be back tomorrow for Eagles Game Preview against the Jags, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We'll get you guys on here at that point. We're going to have all the time in the world to talk about the Eagles and Jags. But guys, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe for more, and of course, until next time, I go by Ed Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to do Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>